0: You are now listening to Twisted, a Law and Order SVU podcast where we recap and break down past episodes of Law and Order SVU. You can hear us out on Spotify, Anchor FM, WordPress, or, in, or any other streaming service. And now, here's your host, Brian Rose. What's up, what's up, y'all, my Law & Order SVU fans, and this is B.D. Rose, and welcome to Twisted, a Law & Order SVU podcast, where I recap episodes of Law & Order SVU. I'm your host, B.D. Rose. Now, how was your weekend, everybody? and I know you had a busy weekend, I know it's late, it's night, it wasn't even that rainy, it was raining a little bit, though, but I want to know that the weather wasn't that hot over here in New York City and all that stuff, though, so... And um yeah, it was like kinda of a bit of a cool, you no know, heat and stuff like that. Cause you know it's June and it's summertime and you know the ladies be coming out here in bikinis. Okay, so um by the way, um let me ask you something. Um, have you watched uh Johnny depp you have you watched the Johnny Depp trial? Yeah, because you know Yeah, you got Johnny Depp and his bitch Amber Heard and stuff like that. I mean, she accused him and, like, degrading him and accusing him of domestic violence and stuff like that, though. But the good news is that uh, Johnny Depp got acquitted and he got, like, um, one, like, um, that guy got a lot of money out of being sued. He gained, like, $15 and stuff like that. And speaking about Amber Heard, that bitch, you know, I mean, what they did was they cut her scenes out in the upcoming Aquaman 2 movie. Now I'm gonna tell you about Amber Heard though. I mean, Amber Heard is nothing but a cold, sniffing, uptight, little scheming little bitch. Excuse my language, everybody. But I know she she's a terrible actress. I mean, you've seen her in movies. I mean, I have seen her in Machete too, and all that stuff. I mean, come on, y'all. Listen, it go, when um, Johnny Depp won the settlement of like fifteen million, it goes to show you that woman. It pretend women are, are women are not always innocent. They pretend to be a victim. And the problem is that with these relationships, sometimes women, they want to be take advantage of somebody, stuff like that. And it goes to show you, I mean, relationships, I mean, it's not the man's fault. It could be the woman's fault because she'd be lying, manipulating, and all that stuff like that. So, fellas, when you're in a relationship with a woman, you got to put her in check, though. And she's not, if she is not intelligent if she's playing games or scheme and stuff like that y'all need to cut her off though move on all right now let's get into some law and order news oh oh wait wait. i forgot one more thing they just um you know, they just passed a bill for the gun control stuff like that so they're gonna be revoking some guns and stuff like that but some people ain't gonna be happy about that you know what happened over up there in buffalo when they had this mass racially motivated mass shooting and another racially motivated mass shooting down in Texas. I mean, this is crazy. I mean, this is like the late, we're living in the last days, so we gotta pray. All right, now let's get into some law and order news. All right, you already know that Anthony Anderson will not be coming back to the original Law and Order after a few seasons playing Kevin Bernard. So I mean, he came back in the 20, He came back in the revival this year, but he. So by the way, he decided not to come into season twenty-two. So um, but anyway, but here's some good news for your Law and Order fans. Even the one fan favorite will be coming back. Yo get ready man and get ready but guess what you know that uh, Sam Watterson who played DEA Jack McCoy will be coming back to season 22 but also though it will be a milestone because Sam Watterson will be the longest serving cast member on the show so it goes to show you that the real McCoy will be back, but here's But it's it's a bit, it's a back, back with a milestone. Yes, that's right. He's going to be, and Warner's is going to be like the longest serving cast member for, for he's in this fall, it will be his 18th season, and he'll surpass Van Buren on Law and Order. You know, the Esper Papa Erickson, she played the uh, Lieutenant Van Buren on the original Law and Order. Right now, you know she. Right now, she's working on Chicago Med, right? But I'm telling you this. I mean, the real McCoy is going to be like the longest-serving cast member on that show. So, um, hopefully, we'll see what happens. And, um, <laughs> you know, he's he says, this fall will be uh, Sam Worthington's 18th season, like record-breaking 18th season. I don't know what it is. You know, I mean, um, some of them been on low & Order for a long time, like um, Van Buren was on 17 seasons, and Jerry Orbach, 12 years. It's Briscoe, 12 years, and um, Jesse Martin, t- 9 years, and uh, Stephen Hill, the original cast member, was on for 10 years. So looks like Mr. Jack McCoy is going to be going along like Dick um, um, Captain Benson, y'all I mean, that'll be a little good news though. So hopefully, we'll see what happens this fall, right? Now, a uh, right now we're gonna be dealing with the uh, the Fonz, aye, aye, aye. So, and guess what? This this guest star, you know, we're gonna see Fonzie's bad side though. So, this day's episode, I'm gonna say Fonzie the fraud all right all right all right all right well this is um law and order svu season three episode 20 greed and it aired on nbc on april twenty sixth of 2002 all right so we're in the cold open right now we're inside this apartment and you two men arrive in there right uh so it turns out that the hus- a husband right he arri- he arrives in his apartment with his friend of his, right? And um, next thing you know, that they was having a conversation, and the husband was like, uh, "She um, she, his wife forgot to put in on the alarm and all this stuff, though." So, um, and then he starts looking for his wife, whose name who is named Jessica. So, the guy, the husband, was like, Jess, Jess, where are you?" And all of a sudden, they go to the kitchen and they find her on the floor, and she is like this bloodied and sh- and all that stuff i mean that was just crazy she's like into stuff like that though damn anyway yo okay so um later on in the apartment later on then that night though we um Benson stable are there and then the csu team is there and it turns out that the victim's name is jessica blaine todd and in her early 40s it turned out she has been uh, 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 sexually assaulted and then be- beating with blood. She was bloody. She's beat. In other words, she was raped and bludgeoned. In, in, in other words, right? So, and so anyway, Benson and Stabler, they talked to um, Jessica's husband, Edwin Todd, and we have a special guest star. Now, who's the actor that's playing Edwin Todd? Jerry Blaine, Jessica's first husband, was an investment banker. He did a deal for me. Made me a lot of money. We stayed in touch. You're not from here? Uh, No, Seattle. I couldn't make it to uh, Jerry's funeral. So I made sure that the next time I came to town, I took Jessica out to dinner. That must have been awkward for you to see each other again under the circumstances. No, actually, we'd never met. But something hit both of us that night, you know, as if we had known each other always. I lost my wife three years ago to cancer. Jessica understood exactly what I was going through. Yeah, that that happens to be a special guest star Henry Winkler. Yay! Hey, yeah, you remember the guy, he was on the hit TV show, you know, he spent like a whole decade playing Fonzie on Happy Days. These days are yeah, yeah, you remember the Fonz and all that stuff. I mean, a hey, hey, man, he was like the coolest greaser on the sitcom. I mean, I remember watching Happy Days back in the days. You know, what I mean, um, it was on um, I think Channel Eleven in New York City, and I'd be watching that Happy Days every day because I I like the theme song and stuff like that. Though, so, even though the cast was white, phew, oh yeah, that's another story. I want to talk about that. So I used to, I used to, I used to love Happy Days. I mean, I even have the. Um, Happy Days DVD in my house, so so anyway, you know, Henry Winkler spent like um they like ten years playing the Fonz on Happy Days, on the sitcom Happy that ran from 1974 to 1984, right? And currently he is starring on the HBO series Barry, you know, with that guy from Saturday Night Live, oh yeah, Bill Hader, right? So he plays uh Edwin Todd and um. He tells the detectives that the alarm was off when he came in and he told her that she forgot to turn on the alarm system in the house and stuff like that. And, and, and So after the conversation, Benson and Sable have a brief walk and talk and it turns out that, that the guy with Birka arrives in the place. And Sable replied, so we got to look for Santa in a red suit. <laughs> Sound like that Christmas come early, stuff like that, though. So we go through the opening credits. And after that, we, we the scene, next scene, we're in the hospital, and uh, it's Act 1. So Edwin is, is talking to Benson Stabler again, and um, Ed, Edwin just found out that Jessica has been paralyzed. So um, I know she forgot to turn on the alarm and stuff like that, though. And um, Edwin also mentions that there were, like, like, six burglaries in the neighborhood for the past month or past couple weeks or something like that, though. So anyway, so... Oh, speaking about burglaries, so we're in the room right now, and um, even though the unit, you know, they say that, that that there were six burglaries in the neighborhood for the past few weeks or whatever though, so, yeah, oh yeah, by the way, um, Edwin also mentioned that, they, that, that, that him and his wife had a cleaning, a cleaning lady named Katarina, and she's from Ukraine, right, so... Yeah, right so they're are they're, gonna do they're gonna go and talk to Jessica the cleaning lady so we're in um yeah okay so Benson Stabler talked to um, mr Todd again and um Mr Todd t- it's we're at, it, I think it was somewhere at, at um Edward's apartment Edwards apartment I believe you know we're back to the apartment in other words so and um Mr Todd says that Jessica's first hus- husband died a year ago years ago a few years ago and um he did business with him and then the guy and uh, her ex he did business with this guy it turns out to be um miss i think it was blaine something like that though yeah it turns to me uh, like um mr blaine and all that stuff so he did so ty, ty mr todd todd did business with um um jessica's ex-husband mr blaine something like that though and so it's like business thing about setting up a restaurant and stuff like that, though. And all of a sudden, um, Edwin discovers that the Rolex watch was missing. So it turns out that the perp broke in and sexually assaulted, raped his wife, beat her, beat and raped her, and then stole his Rolex. So Stabler asks Mr. Todd how much that um, thing's worth. And uh, Mr. Todd applied like 30,000, 3,000, something like that though. Hmm. Okay, so we're in uh, Katarita's apartment on the Upper West Side and um, and and Katarita, she's a Ukrainian girl and um, she tells them um, Craig and Finn that um, Jessica's husband drowned in the Bahamas a couple years ago. That turns out Mr. Todd though. And she worked with the Blanes for, for a few years until it, it, Mr. Todd forced her to move out, so he could so him and his wife could have some privacy. So Finn discovers a jacket, and they ask her who it belongs to, and Carina tells him that it belongs to her boyfriend, and she tells him that he's at work and all that stuff though. So and um, it's like like last night though. So. And it turns out that the Kataria's boyfriend is like a limo driver or something like that though. So Ben and Craig are at the place where Kataria's boyfriend works at. And they talk to the supervisor and he tells them that he wasn't here. He wasn't he wasn't he wasn't here when he when um the boyfriend worked last night. So they went and Ben and Craig wanted to speak to him. So so it turns out that the Kataria's boyfriend was named Gorsky, right? So um, so the supervisor calls him Gorski, say, hey, Gorski, you got visitors. So they see it. Okay, Vin and Craig and see Gorski, and then they, they show them their badges. And, Joe, check this out. Gorski tries to flee, man. <laughs> he to He tried to go and get into the car. He had to get away. But Ven and Craig can catch him, and they had to take him in for questioning and stuff like that, though. Okay, so we're in the interrogation room. And Finn and Craig... And then Gorsky, the Ukrainian accuses Gorski that he raped and bludgeoned um, Jessica Blaine and stole her watch. And Gorski says that, that he never, that he didn't ever do anything like that, though, because um, they asked him where, where, he, where he was Monday night. And then Lexi like, so you knows that um, they, they, they assume he was probably working and stuff like that. But it turns out Gorski wasn't working on that Monday night where this um, Jessica got raped. And um, he admitted that he was with another woman. (laughs) Oh, shit. Mm. Oh, my. He cheated on his girlfriend with another woman, stuff like that, though. Ben was like, this doesn't look good, pal. So Craig had asked asked him about his green card. So, and um, next thing you know is that Gorski um, said that – that Mrs. Mrs. Todd was fighting with her husband recently and stuff like that, though. I mean, that's all he heard. I mean, he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything with the that the woman. So you know, at first, of course, he was like a suspect and stuff like that. But um, he 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 was there. And, um, he he just um heard that them fighting. That was about it, though. All right, so we're at the restaurant site right now, and um, Mr. Todd said that he was busy setting up a restaurant and stuff like that. So Benson Stable asking him for his DNA and stuff like that, though. Because, so, I mean, they're going to know if he got intimate with his wife before the attack and stuff like that. Because they was, and then, you know, um, and then you know, and he, and he still understands procedure. I mean, the restaurant side, you know, he the Edward Todd is setting up a restaurant because he got boxes and stuff like that, trying to set up a business and stuff like that. Next thing you know is that he gets a call. His, his wife is conscious at the hospital and then he was like, excuse me. And then he tries to leave. So Benson Stabler follow him and stuff like that, though. So we're at the hospital right now. And, um, Benson Stabler and Mr. Ed, Mr. Ty is there. And, um, and then this, so his wife wakes up and then she describes her attack in writing. And, um, and it says that, that she heard her husband coming in the apartment. That's all she remembers. She thought it was a husband coming to the apartment before she was beaten and raped and stuff like that, though. So, and um, we're at the lab guy and this dude Daniel Sanjala. You know what I'm saying, though. He um he tried he tried to check the locksmiths and the prints and stuff like that because um turns out that the perp probably had some coming in the apartment stuff like that. But he discovered something else though. And he discovered that there has been a rape slash burglary from another victim two weeks ago. Oh my goodness, y'all! All right, so that's the end of Act One. So we're in Act Two, and the best Sabler is talking to this couple who are the Johansons, and um, and the guy is uh, identified as Curtis Johansson. Now, who's um? You have a who's that guy? Now, who's the actor that's playing Curtis Johansson? She sent me up. Why? She's hooked up with a man who calls himself Ed Todd. The restaurateur? To yes. Do you know him? I know him. I've committed a quarter of a million dollars to his restaurant project. Denise's idea. That's their game, Mr. Johansson. They won't steal your money. I don't go into a business venture half-cocked. I've seen the location. I've been over the business plan, met most of the other investors, including Todd's wife. The other red victim. Yeah, yeah, that happens to be actor Roy Thinness, Roy Thines, something like that. Let me spell it: T-H-I-N-N-E-I, T-H-I-N-N-N-E-S, Roy Thinness, right? I think you remember him. He had a lead role in the '60s sci-fi drama *The Invaders*. I don't know if you remember the show, but he played a agent, you know, working for government, and he discovers that. Um, the aliens were living in people's bodies and then they trying to take over a world something like that though but it's an old 65 sci-fi series i mean it's not like star trek but it's like he investigates some um, supernatural stuff you know like um yeah you got that people this guy aliens disguised as people stuff like that though oh yeah check this out though he was in the pilot episode of law and order everybody's favorite Bagman, which is like the sixth episode of the series And he played uh, D.A. before, um, I think it was Stephen Hill, something like took over as D.A., something like that, though. So Stephen Hill was not in the pilot episode, but he played this attorney called Wentworth or something like that. So I don't know what it is, though. And then he plays Curtis Johansson. And his wife's name is, like, um, Denise Johansson, something like that, though. So his wife, Denise, describes her attack. She tells him that she heard a noise and then – Next thing you know, she thought it was her husband and stuff like that. She tells him that her husband was away at, at that time. Turns out that she heard a noise, and then all of a sudden, she thought it was him, and then next thing you know, she was attacked. And turns out that the perp also stole the diamond bracelet. So, And Mr. Johansson said that they received a new doorknob from a locksmith agency recently. So, just to get all the locks for the burglaries in their neighborhood, stuff like that, though. So, Benson Stabler look into the locksmith agency and um and it turns out uh, they go to the locksmith agency and his supervisor he says that he said hey, one of his employees, Danny Ryan, is like the best. Because he was there at both places. I mean he was both at the Johansson's apartments and, and then um then the Todd's apartments. And um he you knows he's a good worker and all that stuff though. So um so it turns out that that he's on. He's he, he said, and the supervisor tell him that Danny's on a run right now on 58th from Broadway. So the next scene we're outside. I think it was on 57th Street and Broadway and stuff like that though. And um, Daddy says that he was at a college He was at a John. He was at the library at John Jay College at the time of the attack. Now John Jay. I, I used to work at John Jay, working as a part time part custodial assistant at John Jay, and you know I got laid off through the COVID and stuff like that though. So turns out he, he was at the he was in a in a library at John Jay at the time he attacked. So, so so and then he and then and however we're back in the squad room. It turns out that the DNA came on went Top. He's been cleared, so he didn't rape anybody. But tur- there's another problem: the guard security guard at John Jay College doesn't remember seeing Danny coming in and stuff like that, though. So Craig was like, "Let's bring him in for a chat." Now we're in an interrogation room, and Danny tells him that he wasn't doing he didn't do anything wrong. No, I mean, he says that Danny's prince was his, his. Oh, yeah, I forgot to say, Danny's prince was on both crime scenes or stuff like that. So Craig was like, "Let's go bring him in." We're the inter- now we're in the interrogation room, and Danny's being interrogated. He claims that he didn't do anything and something like that, though. And um, he was just there, just going. Um, trying to install locks on the, on both apartments and he didn't go back anyway. And then Danny was like that he's trying to be a lawyer. I mean he and then they know that Danny's a good looking guy. You know, he, he's trying to be yeah he, he's like the kind of guy he wants to seduce woman. And Danny was like, I'm trying to be a lawyer. I mean I'm not gonna mess my life up for anything and stuff like that though. I mean he's trying I mean yeah, Danny wants to be a lawyer. I mean he he wanna be a good ADA and stuff like that though. But he Danny Danny claims his innocence. That's all it is, though. I mean, that's all it is, though. So, Cabin is there outside the interrogation room, and you uh, know uh, she suggests that Danny's apartment should be searched sure so she could get warrants stuff like that, though. So, anyway, next scene we're out- so we're outside um, Danny's apartment. Benson and Sable come out, and they find nothing in Danny's apartment. I think no, we I think it was Danny's brownstone, or something like that, though. They didn't find anything. So they he decided to go talk to his boss. So, um, Benson's we're, we're on the street again, and Benson is able to talk to Danny's boss again. And, um, they and then the boss tells him that he uses the company's vehicle from from during the during the shift because his Danny's hours are like from four to 12, something like that. And then they had like other people doing it, and like second, they had like the second shift, overnight shift though. So the, the last 5th agency, they run 24 hours a day. Danny uses the vehicle during his shift, and that's about it. So Benson and Stabler decides to search Danny's vehicle. And check this out, though. Stabler finds a pantyhose, and is was, was something inside. He takes it out of the pantyhose, and they found the stolen jewelry inside. Oh, my goodness. They go Rolex watch and the diamond bracelet, man. Damn. That's like thousands of dollars worth of jewelry inside there. That's crazy, though. Okay, we're at three right now. And, you know, next thing you know, Brian is being indicted. And Ryan's lawyer comes up and gives cabinet papers saying say, saying that it's, it's the wrong person, stuff like that, though. So the next scene, we're in the uh, office of Judge Petrovsky. And in Cabin and um, Danny's lawyer is there, so. They're just trying to figure out evidence that Danny did, 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 did good, do, do these crimes because they got the fingerprints and everything like that, though. So all you gotta do is they gotta find a DNA and stuff like that, though. However, judge for decides that they want evidence from the toolbox and the judge were like, evidence from the toolbox is out. Forget about that, though. So we back at, um, Cabot's there with Benson, Stable, and Cragen. They told him that the um, system they were maneuvered and all that stuff though, and there's all the finger pointing and all that stuff though. So they and it turns out that um, evidence from the two boxes out though. So it turns out it's a little, it's a little step back though because um, it, 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 it turns out it's, it's crazy. It's cause like that they they got screwed by legal maneuvering. Ben comes in the office and says that Ryan's DNA didn't match for the two rapes. So it turns out, though, he didn't rape any of these ladies, um, Mrs. Jessica and um, Denise. Damn. So it turns out, Daddy's being set up, man. It's a setup, man. Damn, 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 damn. So we're Danny's inside the cell, and then. Reagan tells Danny that, yeah, that, that they, he might be let go or stuff like that, though. So, um, they ask him for permission for the toolbox. Danny says that he'll give him from He agrees to give him permission to, to, to check the toolbox and stuff like that, though. Even though, even though there's some perp set him up to make him like the four guy's turn like that, though. We're in the lab, lab right now. And then Daniel's son, Jada, right? The lab guy, he said he found Prince. And, yo... And it turns out they would be one of them to be Mr. Todd's. Mrs. So Mr. Todd's Prince was on Denise's bracelet. Oh my goodness. So it turns out that the Ed and Denise are in part of scheme and a way of getting rich. Oh my goodness. Okay, so they decided to talk to um Miss Ed, Ed, you know, something like that about that, so you see how he reacts. So we in the hospital right now and Benson stable to talk to Mr. Todd and tell, they tell him it wasn't a locksmith. And, um, however, Edwin says that, um, daddy was in the bathroom where he borrowed his two box and stuff like that though. So Sable was like, it doesn't make any sense. It sounds like a little shady and something like that though. So Benson stable, they do a walk and talk. And they're trying to figure out what the money is and something like that, though. And they even find follow the money. So, okay, so in the next scene, you know, Benson and Sabler are talking to... Um, oh, wait, we're in the next scene. We're at the Blaine Holland Investments, and Benson and Sabler talk to the employee, and she said that Mr. Todd came in two years ago to set up a restaurant and all that stuff. So, um, and then... Mrs. Cod had business with Mr. Blaine and he mentioned something about his wife saying that she put in like two and two and a half million dollars or something like that. Something like that. And then and the investing guy told her to reconsider it, and to think about it, something like that, though. So it turns out that um, Jessica put in the money and all that stuff. And um, she says that they go to this place called... Um, he, he had business checks going um, and stuff like that. I don't know what it is though. So and it turns out um and you know he worried that things had changed since 9-11 and stuff like that though. Because um so and Mr. Todd came in, he said he would he also mentioned that Mr. Todd wanted to set up his restaurant up in Wa- in Washington State and stuff like that, though. And he also mentions that. A guy, Mr. Todd's age, he should spend his days playing golf. Benson and Stable look at each other and start something like that, though. So we're in Craig's office and Benson and Stable come in. It turns out that they spoke to Ms. the real Edwin Todd. It turns out that he is alive and he's living in outside Seattle. 72 years young, living outside of Seattle. And he said he never been to New York since the 1980s. Uh Uh-oh. And check this out. He was never married to Jessica Blaine. Oh, shit. Oh, my goodness. So the guy who claims to be um, Mr. Todd is like a damn fraud. Or should I say Fonzie the fraud? Oh, my goodness, So. Oh shit. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's the real Edward Todd. Oh my goodness. That's so crazy though. So we're we're at the squad room right now. And um turns out that um Edward was um and then they would mention something about the fake Edwin Todd and Finn some Finn mentioned something about that though. So turns out that um he um he he was spent he used it, he got the money he borrowed from he got from his wife and a couple of other people because he wanted to set up a restaurant called well some of this restaurant called Culinary Equities. And Benson was like that. He spent it on the vendors, the food and um furniture and et cetera, stuff like that though. So Saber found out he tried Saber wanted to try to reach the vendors. And guess what though? They, they he never got in contact with the vendors. I mean wait a minute something's not right going on here i mean he never he never he then he never spoke with the vendors oh my goodness so something's not right though and he wants to have this thing called culinary equities or something like that though Mm -mm -mm -mm. that's messed up though so it turns out that yo oh my goodness I can't believe that the, um, the fake Edward Todd used the money all up on himself, something like that, though. So, I mean, he was he was like scamming p- people or something like that. Yo. So, um, it turns out, second of all, it turns out that um, the phone call they made goes traced to this apartment. So, um that's where, right near the Johansson's apartment. So, and the phone call was made from the apartment right near the Johansson's. So, Craig was like, let's give um, Mrs. Todd a reality check. And then, and then and Craig says that him and Finn will go over to their this apartment and stuff like that, though, and find out. All right. So, here was going on. I don't believe this Fonzie the Fraud or something like that, though. Yeah, so it turns out, you know, by the way, Todd had like two bank accounts. I mean, probably something like that. Some from Canada. I don't know what it is, though. But the money isn't coming in, so you know what Jessica deposited the money, but and all that stuff. So anyway, Benson and Stabler are talking to um, Jessica. Turns out that um, they tell her that Benson and Stabler tells Jessica the the checks she made were written to dummy companies that don't exist. Oh my goodness! So Benson and Stabler tells Jessica that Edwin took all their money and stuff like that. Mm-mm. And then then Christian just doesn't believe it, and stuff like that, though. I mean, she fought she fell in love with him and all that stuff. I mean, come on, y'all. Oh my goodness. And and then so, I mean, it turns out that the guy, I mean, it turns out that the fake Edward Thomas had used her and all that stuff. That's so crazy stuff like that, though. All right. Meanwhile, we're outside the street, and then Finn and Craig are talking to a neighbor. And he, neighbor recognizes him as the Browns because they showed the picture of fake Edwin Todd and um, the the niece, because they probably working together and stuff like that though. And he recognizes them as the Browns. So they they live in an apartment 3B, something like that though. Now, so anyway, so we're inside the Browns apartment and Finn and Craig can do a search with the CSU people or something like that. So Finn finds some panties and check this out. Cragen finds a boarding pass is going to Winnipeg and they're trying to figure out what he was doing over there. So they want to get in contact with the Royal Canadian Mounted police or something like that. I don't know what's going on though. It's like a boarding pass to Winnipeg. So anyway, we're going to find out about that. So we outside the street right now and, um, Benson Sabler, Ben and Cragen are having a walk and talk outside the apartment. Turns out that, um, Man, mi- mi- fake, mi- fake, fake, mi- mister, mis- fake, Mister, et- Miss, fake, and fake, Mister Todd took right three trips to um to Winnipeg for the past few weeks for the attack or something like that, though. So um and it's just a money kind of thing, something like that. So, however, though Benson and then Benson trying to find, figure, trying to figure out something right now. Turns out that um. How did um? Uh, how did uh, niece's sperm and Jessica's sperm get in some rape? Uh, how did that? Uh, how did that? Uh, how did um? That's just trying to figure out something. Uh, how did um? The sperm kind of Jessica turn like that. Turns out that the Benson thinks that the niece was having sex with her husband and then took his sperm and planted it on Jessica, make it look like a rape. So, shit, that damn bitch Denise staged the damn rape and stuff like that, though. That is crazy, though. Oh, my goodness. So, they decided to go and see, um, to, uh, talk to, um, um, talk to Jessica again and, and give her a reality check and stuff like that, though. So, so, um, uh, okay, so, um, Jessica is talking to Best in the Slaver in the precinct, and they tell her the truth. They tell, um, no, 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 no. Let me go back. All right, so Vincent Stabler, though, they talk to Mr. Johansson, and um, and but and then Mrs. Johansson just doesn't believe it, though. And then all it turns out that the Denise faked the rape, and then she, um, oh my goodness, she let me tell you something about the niece. I mean, she said she trying, she set him up, in other words, right? So, because. They asked, so Benson Sabre asked Mr. Johansson that they need DNA from him. And he was like, I mean, you want DNA from me? I mean, you could probably call a little lawyer. I'm going to call my lawyer. And the Benson, Benson tells him that he might be a victim. So, and they tell him that, um, and, uh, I tell him that, um, and, uh, he got intimate with his wife, you know, and they come home and they had sex. Next thing he you knows is that, um, what did she did that um, while he was away, what ha- turns out that that, that um, Jessica used his sperm and planted it on Jessica, and she probably beat uh, beat, her, beat her beat her She probably beat beat the shit out of her, and then planted his sperm on her to make it look like she, it was she. She was raped. So Jessica's a crazy ass bitch and stuff like that. Yo, oh my goodness, though. Oh my goodness, and they also tell Mrs. Johansson. That this, that Jessica was involved with this guy named the fake Edwin Todd or something like that, and they all they do they just wanted his money. That's all it is. And Mr. Johansson said that he did it invested with the guy and stuff like that though. But I can't believe that He felt he, he felt so stupid. He fell for that bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Damn. So we're in the squadron right now, and turns out they, they just called contacted the or, or RCMP. Turns out that Ed fake Ed's name is really Edward Crandall. Oh my goodness. And he, he was he was from Toronto and he spent three years in prison for fraud. That's somewhere in Kingston. Damn. And it turns out that um Denise Johansson, her real name is Denise Cormier from Quebec. Yeah, so both of them are from Canada. I mean, they, they schemes and stuff like that, though. So it turns out that they're gonna bring um, Jessica in for a reality check, though. So Jessica later on, Jessica's there with Benson Stabler in the precinct, and Benson tells her the truth, and she tells them that they tell her that the guy, Mister Todd's name is Edward Crandall, and she still doesn't believe in stuff like that, though. No, and um. He also mentioned that him and his wife. He tells him that um, this uh, Denise um beat her and uh, and put uh, a planted seeding on her to make it look like she was raped or something like that. She, and then and ch- check this out. Jessica knew about um, Eddie's scheme. And then um he he she tells him that he came by, he said that um he mentioned something about saying that a woman was jealous, something like that, and then he he, he beat her, something like that, though. And she already – look, Jessica knew about the scheme, but why wouldn't we, we just leave him earlier, here, huh? Damn. Oh, my goodness. she, she And it turns out that Jessica forgave Ed about that, though. But, oh, my goodness. Come on, y'all. And it turns out that um, Denise Johansson um, – I and mean, the Denise, it turns out that she said, you know, Jessica said that it was all a bit of jealousy and love because it turns out that um, she, tell, she tells him that um, Edward was having an affair with another woman. And it turns out that 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 Denise came in and beat her and, and put a plan on her to, make, to humiliate her, make it look like a rape. But Benson and Sabler tell them that Ed and Denise are in a scheme together. It's not nothing to do, there's nothing to do with love, and not had nothing to do with jealousy. They just came to steal her money. So these couple was but the greedy greedy ass people. And then Jessica was like, How could I feel so stupid? You know? Damn. Oh my goodness. So we're in Cabot's office right now. And Benson and Sabler, they're just um in this show, it's like, um, it has some, and then, you know, someone comes in and gives Cavis some um, files and stuff like that though. So she reads like a couple of these, um, marriage licenses. It says that it has something to do with, um, it would, they it says it's the first they had two marriage licenses, a marriage between Edwin Todd and uh, Jessica Blaine and, um, Denise and then David and then, Curtis Johansson and um, Denise, uh, Denise um, Carlson, Cabot discovers that they. It turns out that um, Jessica and Ed made a damn mistake. Oh my goodness! And it turns out the couple planned to marry their victims and stuff like that, though. And check this out. Cabot says the couple put false names on their marriage license. Damn. Mm-mm-mm. So. It turns out that, that Ed they both made a mistake. So Ed is there with his lawyer, and is in the interrogation room, and they just and then just uh, just like um, we going with this and stuff like that though. And next thing you know, in another room, we have the niece there with their lawyer, and it's saying about their marriage's licenses is all fake though, and um, they don't say a word though. Oh my goodness, and then Ed. He tried Mr. Crandall, in other words, he tried big food. saying, Don't no, I don't like your tone of voice, trying to be slick and shit like that, you know? Come on, though. And then you know Denise, um, you know, Cormier, she, she used the name Carlson and stuff like that. So I think they uh, that's another scam going on. So and then and then you know, as lawyer tell you don't got no evidence or whatever. I don't know what it is, though. So we're in ter- we're in the squad room right now and um and finn is looking at this thing is that's in spanish so benson reads it and uh, it says uh, luna de Mayo." oh it turns out that, that they had a honeymoon down in mexico so why the hell are they going to mexico something like that though so we in the uh, conference room and um and and denise are in with their lawyers and <laughs> Next thing you know, Ed and Denise were, were at it. And Denise was like, yo, we should we should have gotten a divorce. And then Ed replied, shut up, you stupid bitch. Oh, I can't believe the Fonz used that language like that, calling a woman a bitch. I remember back in the happy days, he'd be snapping his fingers to get the woman and stuff like that. But I can't believe this Fonzie is so cold and stuff like that, though. And he tells her to keep her mouth shut or something like that, though. And then... Jessica comes in in a wheelchair, and um, and then Ed comes to her and then telling him, yeah, you shouldn't. You should be resting. And then Jessica's like, "Sit down, you bastard!" <laughs> and then and then you know Ed tries to sweet talk her, saying, "It's all mistake. we all always together. I apologize. You know, we could do a thing though." And then. And then next thing you know, Jessica tells uh, Ed to sit on it. You're going to hell. And then, and then, <laughs> then Ed look on his face. with Edwin. she was like, "What, bitch? Yo!" <laughs> and Jessica tell, in other words, Jessica tells Jessica tells Fonzie just Fonzie to sit on it. <laughs> and <then laughs> you're getting tell him you are going to hell. And that's the end. The episode ends right there. Yeah, yeah. I left out that one key that I didn't even put in my notes because I forgot to mention that the te- detective Munch was in that episode, and he was supposed to go out with Finn to you know, so go 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 see the the Russian chick, but. Munch said that uh, that he's assigned to go to jury duty, and Craig was like, "Though no, it's just, it's your, it's your duty to serve. Though no, get your ass to the courtroom for jury duty. You here to serve." And and speaking about jury duty, I mean, I've attended jury duty maybe one time before, and I, I was maybe maybe twice, and um, I, and but I didn't even get selected to be part of the jurors or stuff like that, though. So I usually do that jury duty thing every four years, stuff like that. But no, I get like dismissal and all that stuff though. So actually, <laughs> you yes, know, is that Craig told much to get his ass to, 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 court, to get his ass to report to jury duty. Fence takes over. He was like, thanks, you know, sarcastically and stuff like that. Though, <laughs> all right. Um, and speaking about uh, scheming and t- taking people's money, I gotta admit, that, you know, I have been taking also. I mean, I remember I met this uh, woman on social media and then uh, she was interested in me. And then she told me that, um, you don't believe this, she needed like, I got that hundred thousand dollars and because she wanted to get some stuff out of the storage and stuff like that, though. but at first, though, I, she was like an actress, though. Yeah, I'm not gonna yeah, give it away that much, though. But it turns out, I mean, the the next thing you that know, uh, I met, I messed so up. I sent her the money, and it was given to a different to a different woman to a different address. So I wasn't aware that that where things was going right. So things was going shady stuff like that, though. However, though things get a little suspicious because she, when she asked me to send her like like thousands of dollars, you know that, and she'll give me all give give you all her belongings belongings and stuff like that, I couldn't afford it. And then I realized that it was a scam. You know, I mean, what they trying to do is that the people social media though they plan to take people's money, so. I'm going to, I mean, most likely Instagram, for example, right? You got these people, they act like they a woman and they interested in you. But next thing you know is that they ask you for money. So I'm going to tell you, i tell you listeners, men, do not send money to, a, to some, you know, a woman you don't know. It's um, quotation marks, but you never know. It might it might be like an agent, or it might be a thug, or someone, something like that. You never know. But yeah, I'm just gonna say is just just be very careful because you know I have been taken and I learned from my mistakes. Whoever it is, don't send money to no stranger or anybody you don't know because they are trying to rob people's people asses. All right, so. Be careful. So whatever you know, I'm. I have to be more careful too. Because when someone tried to be to, you know, follow me and then they try to run some scheme, like in other words, they they want to have sex with you and then they ask you for like a hundred dollar fee. Don't fall for it because it's a scam. Because they're trying to rob you. All right. Now, okay. So. Next week, I'll be back with a new show next week, and I want you to say thank you for listening in. And, um, I just want to say that, um, hopefully, you know, I'm gonna get you some more viewers try to expand my horizons and stuff like that, though. I mean, I ain't trying to bore you anything like that because you know, I'm not Drake, you know what I'm saying? I am a great big gorilla, all right. So, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. so Twisted is is me. This is a is a is a production of Anchor FM and also Spotify, and it's written and directed by myself. I mean, I am a one man show. You know what I'm saying, and 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 check this out though. I mean, ne- I'll be back next week with a new episode. So I mean, this is BD Rose, and thanks for listening in. And this th- and this podcast is recorded from my house, right? Have a blessed week, y'all. Bye.